Hey, Nicole. Hi, John. Ready? Let's do it. All right. I'm Nicole Mears. I'm John Davis. And this is our podcast, Shape the Conversation. Nicole and I work together along with a great team here at Shape.io in Bend, Oregon. So some background about us. We left our agency jobs as marketers to build software for digital advertising teams. We'll be talking about working in marketing and growing Shape.io on this podcast. Our goal is to delve in some of the experiences we've had, tough lessons we've learned, and give you some takeaways that maybe you can apply to your week and shape your own conversations. Why should you listen to us at all? We're a profitable SaaS company located outside of the Silicon Valley bubble. Uh, we were bootstrapped for two years before raising money in 2015, and since then we've grown the team and the customer base and uh, lucky enough to learn a lot along the way. So let's delve into some of that and uh, what we're going to talk about this episode, Nicole. So on this episode, we'll be talking about chatbots and how we kind of see them as a new realm of conversion rate optimization. But even furthermore, we'll kind of be arguing about whether or not uh, chatbots could eventually replace landing pages completely. So we'll be talking about that and and the future where we see them going. Yeah, I know this is one topic you weren't surprised to see pop up on our dock of ideas for for podcast episodes. No, I think you've been itching to do this one since the very start. Definitely, yeah. I've been mildly obsessed with chatbots, I think, in 2018 and consumed a lot of my brain power thinking about it. So let's take one step back. When we say chatbot, what does that mean to you? Chatbot, well, and here's the problem because I think that definition is changing rapidly. But when I think of a chatbot, I think about going to a website and interacting with a automated, you know, robot, if you will, (laughs) that's there to greet me and then hopefully navigate me at least to my first step of that process on the website. I think it can also encompass messengers like Facebook Messenger, mm-hmm. you know, automated business messengers that they have as well. But what about you? Yeah, I think I'm most familiar with them. They're that little little chat bubble in the corner of the website. Man, it seems like over half the websites you land on these days, especially if it's any kind of software offering, has that little chat bubble there. And whether it's manned by a human at all times or it's more of a, a live chat or a chat bot, I think that's the important distinction to me is like, are, is your, is it really a bot? Like, is it programmed to do stuff or is it just a little button that you can quick live chat with somebody that maybe more of an intercom type play? So I think it's really important to think about, especially we look at everything a little bit through the lens of marketers. And we obviously care a lot about what happens after somebody clicks through an ad and ends up on a landing page or somebody's website. And if you're really changing the paradigm of how you're interacting with the website that like instead of statically clicking around and maybe filling out a form if now you're jumping right into conversations i think this is something that's going to touch every business that has a website and you need to be thinking about you know is it right for us is it right for my client yeah so interestingly in my research on this topic because i'm not as well versed right off the top of my head as john is i found some really interesting stats The first one is that Gartner predicts that by 2020, customers will manage 85% of their relationships with enterprises without human interaction. So definitely something to be thinking of for businesses. And that they also, Gartner also says by 2021, half of all enterprises will spend more on bot and chatbot creation than, air quotes here, traditional mobile app development, which cracks me up that now traditional 
mobile app development is a thing. Like, yeah. when did that become traditional, not novel? I know. We're, it's moving fast, really fast out there. And I think chatbots have really arisen from, honestly, marketers, I think, abusing the landing page experience in, in some cases. And people are more hesitant today to maybe leave their email or their phone number or something on the forum on a website. And I think chatbots have proven to be really effective. You've seen a lot of communication from Drift and their blog and their no forms movement. And I think chatbots are becoming a way that I like interacting with new products I'm researching or new websites I don't know as much about. If I can get some instant answers from a chatbot, it's nice. I think people don't like getting treated as much like a lead anymore. You know, like if you go to a website and leave your email, you kind of know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> You're on some email your mailing list. And I think that's really where, where chatbots are even a thing. And now, and marketers really need to, I think, lean into that. And what you're saying is, in terms of managing the relationship, chatbots are going to have to get smarter and smarter to in order to do that. Today, I think most chatbots aren't there yet. No, and I think you know, chatbots haven't necessarily been called chatbots. In fact, kind of that first pop-up window where someone could chat with you actually yeah. was created in 1995. So they've been around for a while. For a very long time, that user experience was really poor. And I think that's what turned away a lot of people, both B2C and B2B. But we're, you know, kind of with the buzzwords, more machine learning and automate uh, or AI, we're quickly getting to a place where people are, able to have like i mean like that's said you know potentially 85 percent of their interactions with an enterprise without talking to a human and and it'll be seamless so i i wholeheartedly agree with you that businesses need to be thinking about chatbots yeah this is the one topic when i bring it up with any business owner or not necessarily in the marketing space or in the SaaS space, this is something that's really interesting to them because they're also consumers and buyers. You know, we're all out there. We all understand the type of information we want to leave and don't want to leave. And I think this feeling of forms being less of a conversion source for a lot of companies is, is a real thing. You know, I think why a company like Drift even exists, if you drill down kind of in their DNA a little bit, David Cancel, current CEO, he uh, worked for HubSpot. He nobody he was chief product at HubSpot. Like nobody was better positioned to kind of see the the general landscape of conversions and inbound forms being completed. And from like that insider's look, he saw like conversion rates were down. People didn't want to get treated like leads, and that was a lot of the genesis of what he's trying to do with Drift and those chatbots. And I think. It's great for marketers because it's a whole new realm of CRO, like conversion rate optimization that you can begin to think about, package to your your clients, customers. And, you know, people are going to want a different conversation, whether they're landing on your pricing page or your product page. Mm-hmm. No, it's absolutely, it's personalization at scale, more so than you could ever do with a single landing page. Well, a single variation of a landing page copied 40 times over, which is just not, it's not feasible. I've tried it before. It's yeah. not and that's, what, you know, in terms of the way we've worked with uh, chatbots and implemented some on our strategies, we'll get a little bit into the tools later on. But I've been really impressed with the engagement just we've seen implementing Drift on our site and, and the bot and kind of tailoring different experiences based on 
um, who is seeing it or what page they're on. And we have at least one to two people a day really interacting with the chatbot, having conversations, learning more about our product that I'm really not sure would have happened if it if it wasn't there. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. I think, I mean, we obviously are going to personalize that experience for someone who gets there from a blog differently than or from our AdWords campaigns, differently from someone who, who finds it directly. And that's even shaping the conversations that the bot's having and where it's starting off. And I think it engages those customers more just because it is so personalized. Yeah. And I'm, I look forward to thinking about and kind of strategizing even more that we can do in that realm. You mentioned from a, from a marketing standpoint, I think I'm trying to remember what article it was. Let's see. So there was an article on CMS wire called eight changes chatbots will bring to the workplace. And two of the things that really stood out to me is they fully believe, or this article states that they believe it one, it could be a first point of contact for sales, which is what we're talking about. But two, from a marketing perspective, they gave a really interesting idea. And that's typically when, you know, B2B, you tend to have a, a longer sales cycle. You tend to go, as John said, you know, go to find a landing page. Well, do your research, find a landing page, fill out a form, get that information. Maybe they try to drip campaign you with some case studies. They might send you an ROI calculator. And eventually, you know, six months later, you're making that purchase. And one of the things that they were talking about customizing for these B2B customers is taking things like case studies, which can take a really long time to read through a white paper, and actually making that a chatbot experience. The same thing with an ROI calculator. So instead of you know, just inputting numbers and being like, great, this isn't super dynamic, actually being able to have that conversation with a chatbot. Yeah, that's something we do on our pricing page. You walk through basically a pricing calculator to figure out your price if you don't want to use the the pricing page or the the calculator there. We see people going through that routinely. I think it shows to you put a little extra care, a little extra step to help people get information on their own, not push people to a salesperson or a you know, somebody that's immediately going to try to get them on the phone, try to get a demo with them. And I think personally, I think there's a lot of businesses that where the chatbot's not just going to be a part of the website or, or a component of it and kind of down there in the right, whatever. I do think there are situations when that chatbot could re- replace the website completely. And I think there are some examples out there where people are kind of pushing you into their chatbot experience. Great example is a company we'll talk about again later on, but Lambot. Lambot Lambot.io is their landing page. Now, their whole business is around, you know, replacing websites with with chatbots. But I, I think it's really interesting to think about instead of presenting people with navigation and all the things that might come with a traditional static website that maybe don't translate as well to mobile at all times. If you're just opening a conversation and, and starting a chat with this business through a chatbot instead of a website. Like you go to a business landing page and instead it's like, hey, how's it going? What can I do for you? Like I think there are businesses or activities that the chatbot could overtake the landing page completely. And here's where I, I start to disagree because I've actually – there are a lot of people who believe that chatbots not only will take over landing pages, but they'll take over full websites as well. But you're still directing that chat – or you're directing that person to a chatbot that exists on a website. So that website still has to load or that app potentially still has to load unless everyone's doing it natively in Siri or, you know, 
the Alexa app. Like I, yeah. I, that's where I, I think you're to still. Disagree. I think you're still going to a URL to get that chatbot experience. But instead of being presented with a navigation and then a landing page with some big image and a flashy tagline, instead you're just presented with kind of like a a blinking chat box. You know, like imagine if it was a text conversation just blown up to the website and it's you got to put a lot of thought and care into how you welcome somebody in that scenario. Now, that's not an easy problem to solve, and I think it'll be probably more simple B2C type products you see that maybe move into that first. But I do believe there's some scenarios where you could get information faster with the chatbot. Shopping, for instance, like, hey, show me a red pair of shoes from Adidas. You know, as opposed to going to the navigation, finding suit, shoes, Adidas, red, or using their search bar. It's just, you know, an e-commerce site that says, hey, what are you shopping for today? Mm-hmm. And you type that in and you're just presented with options. And it helped, like you said, that first step, it gets you going. Yeah, that's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, because you're, you're fully keeping chatbots to chatbots too. Because when you start thinking about chatbots and voice bots and that interaction, that's a whole different story mm-hmm. too. Um, I think we talked about it last week that that shopping experience gets a lot more convoluted. So I'm kind of interested to see how that starts to meld and mesh, um, you know, kind of the voice side and the, and the chatbot side. It's really actually interesting. I've got lots of articles. This, I know you're this well podcast. prepared. This uh, but there, so this, I believe he was the yeah, CEO of a company called live person, which I mentioned earlier in 1995, they were the one that created that first chat window that pops up on a website. This guy absolutely believes it's... In 95? 95. I know. He actually predicted that in 2018, the first major brand would actually shut down their entire website mm-hmm. and give like that full experience in chatbot. But what what interested me about this article and what you just said, and I, I hope I'm not diverting too much here, is that you were talking about how the process of like going to the navigation, finding something, like red shoes, clicking through all that, eventually getting to that that search or that that product that you wanted it's frustrating takes a while right and what rob actually says is that originally when we had this ex- like shopping experience online it was very unique because there were no standards and then google came in and they created standards and you had to get indexed and you had to have this certain structure to get to a certain place and so it homogenized an entire kind of e-commerce situation. He focuses on e-commerce, but um, I think, you know, you could think about it the same from a B2B. So he's actually said that there's most websites aren't performing well, and especially in e-commerce, it doesn't work well to have the current structure that we do, which is why he does argue that chatbots can basically take over that process and make a much more personalized experience. So I do agree with you there. I will say that. He also said it was going to screw over Google, which I thought was really interesting to think about. Yeah, I have never really thought about that quite before, but I I can see that like, okay, somebody Googles red Adidas shoes. Is there still a chatbot experience that's going to beat the experience of going right to a landing page offering you red Adidas shoes? You know, maybe that chatbot, maybe you get like, hey, we know you're here to see your red shoes and here's a picture of them. Look good. Want me to order it? Yes. Okay. Use your saved billing information. Yes. And you've, you know, you, that's really ostensible too across mobile. That can be put into a, you know, even an SMS type format when you're going back and forth. And that's one of the other things I love about chatbots right now too. And, and the and some of these frameworks that are popping up around them is that it's really easy to build a bot in one place and then 
make it a Facebook bot, make it a Slack bot, you know, with some of the tools that are out there now to help connect those dots. I'm not saying that chatbots are going to take over the website experience for half the internet in the next five years or six years or whatever. But I think there's a lot of when people are coming to a URL for a predictable task or for something that might even be a broad swath of information, it could be a great way to maybe send them to a corner of the website or send them to a website experience just for people that answer like, Imagine if you could ask three really simple yes-no questions to every person before they actually went to your website, what power that could give you in the message that you're delivering to them once they hit a landing page. Mm -hmm. And chatbots make that really easy. Yes, no, boom, boom, boom. And now you're really crafting that experience. And that is where I think there's going to be a transition period where chatbots are, like they are today, really working in conjunction with your website. And they're like helping support your operations. But I think for some tasks, people are going to find like they just pop to a website and then bam, they go right to the chatbot. Because people are going to begin to get conditioned for like nuanced questions or something they're going to try to get to a person or they're going to try to get to a, a chatbot to ask that and see what it says. That's fair. And I think I think I was thinking about it from a full like web type takeover yeah. standpoint, um, even though I know we said this is about landing pages. So yeah. I got to get out of that. But yeah, I, I agree. I but mean, I think the same principles that apply to landing pages are going to apply to those chatbots. You know, you're not just going to, for a detailed search query or some unique search query, fire them right into the generic chatbot experience. That's why I think marketers need to be really excited about chatbots because now it's this whole other division of conversion rate optimization that didn't really exist even three years ago, I think, it barely exists now, honestly, um, in terms of thinking really hard about just as much care as you put into that landing page, you're putting into that welcome message that somebody's seeing in your chatbot or your live chat. One thing that interests me about that, the idea of putting you know, a lot of detail and focus into your landing pages is actually the idea of how you approach people from different countries that are coming or different languages, speaking different languages mm -hmm. that are coming to your website. And I think that's something we haven't really thought about or maybe put, I mean, maybe we've thought about it, but we haven't put too much time into it uh, because the majority of our customers can at least speak, you know, partial English, English yeah. <laughs> and I get the idea of our website. But this idea that as chatbots get more advanced and they get more personalized and they're able to use AI and machine learning to, to, you know, even without human input to be able to better guide that conversation with a person yeah. is how do you deal with that person coming in with a different languages? Are the systems going to get so advanced that they can automatically translate the chatbot flow that you've created into a different language and that becomes seamless? Because, I mean, that whole idea is amazing to me because paying for translation services is, is expensive. Yeah, and I think that, that is why this is a whole new realm. It's a brave new world of, of chatbots that a lot of these services or, you know, skills haven't even been built yet in a lot of marketers yet. I firmly believe if just as much as you, if you're running a digital agency like a lot of our listeners are and, and you're thinking about your skill sets that you're bringing in, the services you're offering, just as you have a Facebook ad specialist, you know, you might want to consider having a chatbot expert on your staff. Companies like Drift that are sort of chat-based focused are already offering like early partner programs that you could even, you know, get a revenue share of whatever clients you might onboard with a chatbot. So I think that's an interesting way that you could look to offer more services. I know Mobile Monkey, Larry Kim's 
um, new endeavor after leaving WordStream. He's positioning that as an extra offering that agencies can use and build a Facebook bot for your clients and and charge extra on that. So I think there there's lots of different ways that you can look to kind of ride this wave as an agency to help your clients with these offerings and chatbots and you know participate in that rev share as well. Yeah, I, I absolutely think there's some there's partially the reason why you need an expert as well is just because of some of the limitations that you also are going to see coming up. Um one thing that really kind of struck me is, like, how do you have a chatbot experience for someone who's visually impaired? Is the strategist going to be able to assist you with that? How does that kind of change the, the browsing experience? Now, that's one very, you know, specific use case, but something to think about from a strategy, from a marketing standpoint. The other one that's really interesting to me, and this this goes a little far beyond marketing and everything, but the idea is, as more of these interactions start to occur with bots, is will there be a point where we can have bot-to-bot interactions where they just have a whole experience and then they just involve the humans at the end of it? And how does that look? Yeah, I think that's probably you're already seeing that in some cases when somebody's virtual assistant's talking to another virtual assistant and making it happen. I think probably on Twitter, it's definitely happened where bots have interacted with each other, where they're kind of trained to do a certain thing to a certain hashtag or something like that. So I think you've probably seeing that start to happen and we'll even see it more. So we've talked about some of the ways we've used our bot. Everybody's situation is going to be unique, different. We've played around with some tools over the last few months that you could probably u- use to get yourself started. So I've got two tools here that I can recommend personally from having used. The first one we mentioned a bunch is Drift. So this is a really sales marketing focused bot experience. It's to it's not customer support focused, although I think you'll see them move into that pretty soon. It's really focused on booking demos for your sales team, pushing getting people interested in your product, further information about the product and what they're going to potentially see once they sign up for the product and get on your sales guys' calendars, just have their DriftBot booking deals for them. They've got some free trials that you can test out and get going. I can highly recommend them. They raised a bunch of money too, so they're pretty well funded and going to be building great tech going forward. We are not sponsored by them in any way. (laughs) We just really like them. Yeah, no, it's been really fun. And then that's the real, that's kind of the traditional bot you'll see pop up in the right-hand corner of your website. The other tool, a lot less expensive, a lot easier to kind of get in the door, but will give you a feel for creating a bot experience is Landbot. So Landbot.io, it's a European company that has raised some funding recently. I've talked to their CEO, really interesting guy, doing some interesting stuff, and they really believe that chatbots can take over the website experience for a lot of businesses. And they've got a great visual builder for your bot. And they've got really cool options to where you can have your bot experience either appear as just that little traditional, you know, box in the corner, or you can embed it, you know, as a widget somewhere in your site. So maybe you want the bot experience to happen in the body of the content of the site, you can do it there. Or you can even take over an entire page. So you can just drop their code in for your HTML code of your website, and now your entire website is this bot experience. And it's, I've gotten side projects for some friends launched in hours that is up on a fresh URL. 
That's crazy. So some uh, examples of projects that launched or and I where I do see this chatbot experience taking over is a friend of ours has a software platform for HR managers. And one of the things HR managers need to provide to their employees is an anonymous way for their employees to report incidences that happen at the workplace. So this company built a chatbot that any employee can go on, and it's called its name is Emma, and the Emma walks them through the five to seven legally required questions that HR managers need to ask during an incident report. It's handled completely through the chatbot. They submit it, their information, and that's an experience that works really well because it's one specific goal to get through. But you can launch a project like that in, in hours. Um, with Lambot.io, and that's the best one I've seen right now to kind of get you going really fast. It's cheap. I think their highest tier is only 60 bucks a month or something like that. Drift's going to run you a little bit more, and I, I think they do do two very different things, um, but there's some ways that you can get started, kind of play around with Chatbot and see if it's a fit for your website or your clients. So yeah, as, as John said, you know, we hope that you guys will try them out and let us know what you think. As always, you know, show notes with links to our emails, our social profiles, and more at blog.shape.io.podcast. So try it out. Reach out. Let us know. Yep. We're still getting started, still building that audience. So tell friends, subscribe, like Nicole said. And uh, until we have a better sign-off, over and out from Shape HQ.